It's in your house. It's on your laptop. It's on your phone. It's everywhere. It is swept through the nation, invading every residence, business, and establishment, leaving nothing out of its grasp. It knows your name. It knows where you live. It knows what you like and what you don't like. It grows stronger day by day, consuming the time, money, and energy of the American citizen. It destroys small businesses all over the United States for its own financial gain. Its name? Amazon. Hello, and welcome to Rudy Rockman's podcast on Too Big to Continue, Amazon's Unacceptable Actions. In this podcast, I'll first discuss on how Amazon grew to be such an empire in the economy today. Following that, I'll give some reasons as to why Amazon should be checked by the U.S. government. Additionally, I'll give some opposing arguments as to why some may think that Amazon should not be regulated, as well as what to do about this pressing matter. Finally, I'll be talking with the man himself, Jeff Bezos, to see what he has to say about these growing issues. I hope you enjoy! What started as an online bookselling website began as a small operation out of founder Jeff Bezos' garage. The website was actually rather successful, averaging $20,000 a week for the first two months, according to Amazon Opens for Business History.com. It quickly became a prominent name in the bookselling business, drawing legal suits from big conglomerates in the business world, such as Walmart and Barnes & Noble, for espionage and fraud, respectively. While settling these concerns out in court, Amazon has continued to create controversy with its increasing size. In the past decade, Amazon has acquired more and more businesses, expanding its selection offerings from books to virtually anything you could ever want. Its biggest purchases in the past couple of years have been Whole Foods, an organically-based grocery store, and Zappos, a multi-million dollar online shoe retailer. From groceries and home appliances to clothing and furniture, and even streaming services, Amazon has found its way into just about every consumer-based market, disrupting them at every turn. Now valued at $1.149 trillion, Amazon is one of the biggest companies on Earth, and while it's continued to make advances in society, it has also continued to practice immoral corporate operations that call into question the overall benefit of Amazon services versus the moral discrepancies within the company. Over the past few years, Amazon has used its power to avoid paying taxes. According to the Wall Street Journal's Richard Rubin, when they filed their taxes back in 2018, They claim to actually have gained money from the tax system. How is this possible, you might ask? For a company that made $11.6 billion that year, it's quite shocking. This display of corporate greed is appalling, 
and should be condemned. Not only is the money not being contributed to the government, but that money could have been used for a lot better things, such as funding schools, researching diseases, providing for people in need. Not only is this selfish on the behalf of Amazon, but it is also a reason to look further into what we can do to fix this loophole. While this seems very incriminating, not all agree that it's a cause for concern. Some people will attempt to justify Amazon's tax evasion given its economic benefits. While Amazon has a lot of good economic benefit for our economy and may be eligible to be rewarded for them, evading taxes as a financial reward is inexcusable for a company of Amazon's size and monetary power. While Amazon does indeed generate a lot of jobs for the U.S. citizens and generates a lot of GDP, does not mean that they should be excused from financially contributing to our country just like every other business and residence. As previously discussed, Amazon has become a trillion dollar company through its user-friendly interface and reasonably priced products in its marketplace. The majority of goods sold by Amazon are placed on its website, Amazon.com where consumers can search for the goods that they need. Because of Amazon.com's ease of access, it is used by over 86% of all online consumers, which makes up 13% of all purchases made online, according to a study done by Statista. While 13% doesn't seem like a large percentage, the next two highest positions of market share for comparison are Walmart and Apple with 3.3% and 2% respectively, according to the same study. This shows that the overwhelming majority of customers shop using Amazon, which while helping Amazon's revenue is detrimental for their competitors. Because of Amazon's concentration of customers in their marketplace, they have control over a large customer base that a lot of its competitors need to survive. Not only does owning such a large percentage of the marketplace make it hard for Amazon's competitors to make sales on their own sites, but when they do use Amazon's marketplace in hopes to regain part of the portion of the market share, it hurts them even more. According to Yale professor Lena M. Kahn, this dual rule allows Amazon to exploit information they collect on companies using their services and undermine them. Not only is this flat-out wrong, but it's predatory to market competition, which is the very backbone of capitalism in our society. If businesses are not allowed to fairly compete against each other within different markets, then not only are new businesses not allowed to have the chance to thrive, but a lack of competition within a market leads to increases in prices and decreases in quality of goods. This is very concerning. However, It isn't the worst of Amazon's wrongdoings. In the past year, Amazon has been using unexpected policy changes and intercompany price wars to gain profit at the expense of businesses that sell on their website. 
According to Jay Green, a journalist from the Washington Post, Amazon has been pushing sellers on the site to pay $5,000 a month in customer service fees in order to get quick help. While this may seem somewhat reasonable at first, Amazon has been known for unexpectedly changing their selling policy with little or no input from the sellers themselves. On top of this, without the $5,000 customer service package, sellers are left to deal with scammers and thieves without any company backing. If this wasn't enough, Amazon also pockets nearly one-third of all earnings created by the vendors. Because they hold so much of the e-commerce market share, Amazon knows they don't have to be as attentive or supportive to their vendors. And because the vendors have nowhere else to go, they either have to pay the $5,000 expense or risk being taken advantage of without any backing at all from the company. This disgusting demonstration of market abuse exemplifies the negative impacts that Amazon has on markets and shows the need for regulation. Despite these criticisms, Amazon provides a lot of good for our society. They deliver to millions of people around the world the goods and services they need to live comfortably without worrying about making multiple trips or any trips at all to get what they need. Additionally, they employ hundreds of thousands of workers domestically, which boosts the U.S. economy tremendously. Because of these benefits to society, some may say Amazon should be left to flourish using its own devices and by leaving them alone, they will continue to bring positive externalities to our society. Amazon has provided a lot of good to our country, and we should be grateful for that. However, recent developments in their practices have led to the conclusion that all benefits cannot be used as an excuse for the lack of leadership and ethical practice they're currently displaying. As I mentioned before, I have Jeff Bezos here to answer some questions based on these pressing topics. Jeff, may I call you Jeff? Why are you not paying any taxes, man? Um, we don't pay taxes because um, I just get a huge tax cut for wherever I put my HQ. So like, it's not really my fault. I mean, all these cities just keep offering it to me. So like, I'm not gonna deny it. Like, you know. I mean, yes, those tax breaks are very nice, but that money could be used for a lot more important things like feeding children in need. Money for the children? Screw the children. I can't hire the children because of these stupid child labor laws. What do you have to say about your current market share in the e-commerce market, as well as how that affects your competitors? Competitors? What competitors? I'm running shit, man. You know, the hundreds of other retail stores online that are trying to make a profit that employ people. I think the key word there was trying, dude. Remember Barnes & Noble? They used to be a big competitor, right? When was the last time you went to a Barnes & Noble? Come on, be serious. Come on. Mr. Bezos, would you say that your support of your third-party vendors is adequate? I think the way we handle our third-party vendors is way more than adequate. Well, then, what do you have to say about the people that have been getting hacked and taken advantage of on Amazon without any backing from the company? Listen here, pal. 
I got the crown prince of Saudi Arabia hacking my phone, all right? My wife, she's terrible, dude. I got a lot on my plate, all right? These third-party vendors, they can fend for themselves, man. Mr. Bezos, I got to say, thank you for doing this interview with me. It's been very eye-opening. But, man, do you have some things to fix. I have some things to fix. Um, You got some things to fix, mister. Better fix that, too, before I buy the bank that owns your house and foreclose that sh- Well, that didn't go how I expected it to. Anyways, Amazon's course of action in the past couple of years has been anything but satisfactory. They've used their position and resources to evade taxes, cripple and put their competition out of business, and have done little with this power to help those who are in need. Therefore, I recommend that antitrust regulation be written to split up the company's entities and to enforce stricter tax code on those entities. As far as what you can do to fix this injustice, you can shop locally or at least just not on Amazon. And more importantly, you can talk to your local representatives and tell them your concerns about Amazon's impact on you. By doing this, we can all get what we want at reasonable prices and at the cover of our home with the peace of mind knowing that our economy is working, smaller businesses are thriving, and that the people with the most power are held accountable for their actions. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and join our Patreon. It's people like you that keeps this thing going. Until next time.